Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst. The trailer looking at Billy Bones. A Paolo DiCaprio. West Ham United. More than just a podcast. More Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Season five. I've done that. Is it five? Season no, five. Episode, seven. Season seven. Episode eight. I don't know why I called it season yeah. five. Season five. Amateur. I know. Uh, my name's George. I'm here with Sean. Sean good evening, back. good afternoon, or good morning, Georgie Georgie. Back from Shy Town, how was it? Shy Town was great. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I in Shy Town, I got offered drugs by a Mexican. Uh, I saw uh, someone being arrested for carrying a firearm in an alley in Chicago, and uh, I spent some time with the University of Michigan football team who were in my hotel and uh, found out that the coach who was in the bar earns nine million dollars a year for coaching american college football was gone mad did he tell you that no he didn't tell me that i didn't know who he was and someone said i googled him afterwards yeah someone told me that's because that's like akin i don't know american football is obviously big a college football He's only just behind NFL. They can get crass. Yeah. Michigan. 100,000. Yeah. 100,000. They yeah. get 100,000 to watch their college game. They, so, right, they all had a curfew of 10 o'clock. This is not American football podcast, by the way. But um, they had 85. Walker, yeah. Uh, I told Mark Walker they had 85 support staff for the kids that were playing football. There you go. But that's all, also because they're so transient, the teams, that people actually support their local college teams more because like happened to my cousin in America, the Chargers then move away with their team that he supported all these years. They just move away, franchises move. I'm so. I'm also a fan of the Cubs. Go Cubs. So I'm your cousin must live in San Diego then? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, but he, they, they just up and went, didn't they? Yeah. It's but not yeah. an American football podcast though. It's not, but there you go. It may as well be because we just spoke for two minutes about But you do football. love American football. I do love American football. I could, I could probably Go Giants. Football podcast. Go um, Bears. The other people that you've heard, heard speak, you may recognise, it's John and it's Shedman. Hello, John and Shedman. Hello. 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 Hello.
Uh, it's not an American football podcast. It's a West Ham podcast. We're here to talk about West Ham. We haven't got a running order, so let's just blag it. But I'm guessing we're going to start with the Brighton match. Yep. Yeah. Is that a good guess? Good. Uh, Nigel, I saw you there. You and I went. How was your evening on the South Coast? <laughs> Very delightful. Not. Um, it's the West Ham way, isn't it? I, I, I parked up what, on the A27 and uh, walked along with a Brighton fan where I proceeded to tell him uh, he, he was quietly confident. I was optimistically confident, but I did part these words of wisdom to him that if Brighton, the only way Brighton can beat West Ham is if they close us down um, at the back. So if Murray and, and the defend and the midfielders harass us while we've got the ball, we we can't seem to play through that. And that's exactly what they've done. And they got the goal and then we huffed and puffed, but we couldn't blow their ass down. And that's the context of it for me. I think we we all saw it the same way. Um, well, I, I know we, we, you and I did, but I did hear people. I heard one bloke after the match at the game say he thought we played really well. And we were really unlucky. I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter. I got quite a few tweets back to my tweet that said it felt like a step back, that that we actually dominated the game and we uh, we played really well. What was it like on screen, John and Sean? Um, for me, it was uh, pretty much like Nigel just said, the West Ham way. It was so typical to have that optimism about us and coming off of those other results to put a performance like that in, actually. It looked like they had believed the hype. It looked like there was a lot of talk before the game about our front three on the telly, the, the build-up. There was a lot of interviews with West Ham fans who were sort of like predicting three nils and four ones and whatever's and they really if I was a Brighton fan watching that coverage I would have been very disappointed because it was quite a lot about us and you know how well we've done in the last few games but it seemed to me that you know they came out with you know believing that they they seem to go really well against the big teams because they I think we're at a level where they think that they could push and some of them could be playing for them and then when they play the teams that we realistically would like to be able to say we should beat, they seem to think that they're better than that and haven't got a try hard enough. And that's how it looked to me. Mm. But, you know, we did have a lot of possession. We did boss the game as such, but we didn't really create much. And what we did do, we missed by miles. You know, it was poor finishing. Certain players looked well out of their day. When Antonio has gone backwards, what's happened to him? And... It was just, yeah, just a disappointing watch, really. But typical West Ham, isn't it? It's what we're used to. Uh, I mean, Yarmolenko kind of personified that whole believing he's better than he is with, with leave, losing the ball in the middle of the pitch and us conceding kind of straight from it. Mm. We he did a lot of that. We were very poor in possession in the first half. We gave the ball away quite a lot. Yeah. And, and every time we play him, he just makes Murray look like a world-class player, doesn't we? It's, yeah. I, so, I'm funny to say that because I think Brighton are our new bogey team. They're our new Everton. And Murray is our new Lukaku. Because <laughs> lo- we seem to lose against Brighton. In fact, I had a premonition that we would... And it wasn't just like Nigel said, the West Ham way. You know, we draw against an unbeaten 
Chelsea. We whack Macclesfield 8-0. We beat Man United 3-1. So, of course, we're going to lose against Brighton, who, by the way, and there's another stat, have they've, they've never kept a clean sheet for the last year and a half. So, of course, they're going to keep a clean sheet against West Ham. It was written in the stars. You know, we, as West Ham fans, know this. West Ham will build you up and make you feel confident and then knock you down. So, of course, it was going to happen. And I said this to Huey at Clarence Hugh, and he went, ah, no, no, we've turned a corner. No, we haven't turned a corner. But that said, um, and I'm nick a little bit from John in a minute because he loves this. And he said, oh, yeah, you just nicked that from me. Um, we <laughs> didn't show any intensity or passion for the first 20, 30 minutes. We're just like, oh, we turn up. It's only Brighton. And this is the bit I'm going to nick for John. And, and he put this on his WhatsApp group, and it's so true. Yamalenko and Anderson were being knocked off the ball all the time in the first half. And when the goal went in, um, not only was Yamalenko knocked off the ball, but I'm sure you've seen the replays and he's coming for a hell of a lot of stick. Um, Arthur Masuaku, he, he, just, he just stands there, wrong side of the ball. What was he doing? But where were the two centre-backs? Where was Diop? Where was Babwana? They were nowhere. It was just like they're all interested in getting it up. What what Brighton did, and they did really well, is they played like an away team. I mean, I think I haven't seen the stats, and maybe I'll, I'll, I'll say them in a minute. But we had seventy percent possession. They were getting, they were just soaking it up. They they hadn't turned up to play football. And when Brighton's game plan was let's not let West Ham play football we didn't have a plan b they said oh we're gonna soak up the their attacks catch them on the break and not play football and one goal was enough and yes we had a good second half and you know everyone put in a good shift but the damage was done they they shut up shot by then um you could say if if um if, if Marco Anatovic's um volleyed gone in from that corner what a goal that would have been and and yeah. we might have won it <laughs> but that was, that was going as well wasn't it it was going it was going, it it was going all the way um but it didn't and and therefore you know we've lost by a narrow margin it's a game of inches george um but you know so what um there you were singing <laughs> your inappropriate chants and throwing dewaldos onto the pitch um throwing what sorry dildos onto the pitch was that you george throwing, or was that you um throwing a, a marital aid uh onto the pitch as, as the met police would call it well it wasn't me no i see a bloke waving i hope i hope you pulled around. it from ann summers i hope you bought it from ann summers nigel well i hope they didn't buy it from ann summers because that would be the final insult wouldn't it <laughs> did did kevin friend deliberately Place it the way he did for a photographer to get that photo. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was funny. I, I must admit, as everyone could see him coming over, even I got my phone out to take a picture. <laughs> I wanted to see if I'd get a good picture, but I, I, I didn't get anywhere near as good as that that photographer got. Well, a, a missile is a missile, and our friends at the Met say that they'll be getting a call. Um. Yeah, I saw that tweet. That's a bit. OTT in it. Right, you two were there. I want to ask. Assuming we've we've done the uh, the review of the the game, I want to ask you two. You were there. What happened with this whole inappropriate chanting? 
what really happened uh, and what's your side of it that's called a, a, a storm in a teacup? Well, hmm, what can I say? I, didn't, I don't think it's inappropriate. Uh, it was actually, <laughs> there weren't a lot of it, to be fair. I thought there'd be more. No, it was aimed at one. Bo- I only heard one. I only heard one round of it. Yeah, one round of it aimed at one bloke who was standing up uh, to the right hand side of us, giving it mouth, giving it one nil, blah blah blah. His mate was sitting next to him, and uh, two choruses of "Does your boyfriend know you here?" That's it. And then what happened was um, the steward went and told him his grandmother, by the looks of it, went and told him to sit down, shut up, and we all laughed at him. That's it. That was it. You know, they sung, shove your bubbles up your ass. You know, Were you offended by that? that? No, of course I ain't. So, so that's what happens. Well, it's we could choose to be, around. couldn't we, Sean? You well, could, you could. You could choose to be. You know, people choose to be. I'll tell you what, I'd like to see you try shove a bubble up your ass. <laughs> It's it's like the last last thing in the world now that you just it's this stuff which is perpetuated by you lot the, the media who just keep banging it down. Well, you lot in the media, you lot in the media, Sean. Police it ain't the media. The police it's did the this. Old bill. Yeah, the police pride of irons. Who I'd like to know if they were there and Whistle retweeted it. I mean, come on. It is the media yeah. though, Nigel, because then Sean does an article article on it. All right, well, let me just read you. The Met Police said, Great support on a frustrating night down at Brighton. No West Ham arrest. However, the chap who threw a marital aid onto the pitch can expect a call. Unfortunately, a few inappropriate chants. Now, Pride of Irons then tweeted out, Does your boyfriend know you're here? Sung loudly by the majority of frustrated West Ham fans. Pretty disappointing. I think you're arguing it wasn't the majority. No. Um, and later, the police liaison officer, Andy Sheldon, uh, I know the chap, who loves a little bit of banter, said, and I don't know if he was told to by his governor, in relation to last night's tweet, I should have worded it better. There is no room for homophobic songs or trance in any walk of life, let alone a football match. It's not banter. It's not okay because it's football. Discrimination of any kind is not acceptable. If you witness any behaviour... You should notify a steward or a police officer. If you do not wish to speak to the police, you can report it by contact to kick it out with supporting evidence. Now, we're, we want to say on more than just a podcast, we are not homophobic. Um, but it does seem a slight overreaction. Yeah, it does. Uh, and I didn't hear... Uh, well... It wasn't the majority, I wouldn't say. You didn't join that. in, George. No, you want to put it on record? Good. I, yeah, I didn't. And it, it was to the it was to the right of me where the main lot of singing happened, and that was to where obviously to the right of the fans in general. Um, and that was it was a one song, and it, I, I just don't I just don't get it. Okay. Just but, it, but what about all the inappropriate chanting every week at Tottenham? Yeah. It's it, it's you know it's. You can't just pick and choose. When we go everywhere, people go on about Pikey pikey boys and what you know. Do you you know? Do you know the word pikey is not only started him off now, John? Right, a pikey is is a racial slur. Yeah, and the word pikey is illegal to be used in the same way the Y word it can't be used. Now, once you, what do you mean why? (laughs) Oh, you're just winding me up. 
I complained, and Nigel knows this, I made a complaint to the FA and kick it out once, oh, and the goodness. Premier League, about the use of the word pikey by um, uh, Spurs fans at, at uh, I think it was a bowling ground or, or the London Stadium. Do you know what happened? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So it just shows you what a, you know, they're not interested unless it's a particular group, whether that, that be Jewish or gay or women. Or, I don't know. It seems to be that, you know, horses so is, for courses. Is, is there going to be action taken against the people that sung? Is that what, we're, is that what they're saying? Well, not unless not unless someone's got evidence. If someone recorded someone singing it, they probably could end up with a ban. But well, surely, surely Brighton oh, have got it because they've got CCTV on everyone, haven't they? That's how he's picked out the bloke who's thrown the dildo. Surely, I don't know. I don't know. As long as you didn't sing it, George, there is no problem, right? Let's ask no. Nigel. Nigel, <laughs> <laughs> did you join in? <laughs> Well, after he's what gonna, you he's just gonna, said, uh, no, uh, no comment. Uh, All right, okay. Well, I'm going to Fifth Amendment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. I Fine. have sung okay. it in the past. Ooh. I oh, I have. Damn. You okay. know, I've also sung about what I'd like to run around Tottenham High Road. Yeah, ooh. absolutely. I, I knew uh, what you're going. Ooh, Sean. Yeah. Yeah, you've never sung anything. <laughs> <have you? laughs> anyway, let's move on. Uh, what should we talk about next? We talk about Declan Rice because Sean, another storm in the teacup caused is uh, something you've had a big hand in, which is the news of Declan Rice's contract offer. Well, let me just put this in perspective, right? Go on then. Go on look, then. Sean. Look what the Times have written. Right. Look back. The whole Declan Rice has been played out in the media. You know, his agent has been briefing the media, Neil Fewings, and also. Um, you know, people on the other side have been briefing the media. So, you know, the 15,000 plus 20,000 uh, per Premier League start was very well known. It's it, you, you look back on Google, it's very well repeated. What we did yesterday was, a senior source told us, the full and final offer is now in. It's £21,000 basic a week for Declan Rice. He gets 20 grand for a PL uh, Premier League start. He gets 10 grand if he starts substitute. He gets five grand for just being on the bench. Every 15 games, he gets another five grand on top of that uh, as a as a um, on his basic. So it will go to 26 or 15 games and on and on. There's no limit to that, by the way. It goes on and on and on. And he's been offered a five and a half year deal. So look, information was given to us. We put it out there, but but. There seems to be a bit of a backlash. We shouldn't have done it. We shouldn't have revealed it. It shouldn't be played out in the media. But you know what? If we hadn't have run it, someone else did. And the reason I'll prove that to you is today, completely independently, Ken Dyer in the uh, London Standard wrote a very similar story, repeating almost the same figures with a slightly different twist, saying that Declan Rice had an ultimatum. Um, and from the same source, so... <laughs> I don't see the problem. There seems to be a suggestion that the leaking of this information will make Declan Rice walk away and sign for a top six club. He's, con- he's contracted for West Ham for another two years. We've got another two-year option, which I'm told is... That's not why there's the backlash, Sean. How much do you earn, Sean? <laughs> how much do I earn? Yeah, how much do you earn? Well, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a footballer, am I? No, but how much do you earn? 
But I, I'm not discussing that on this podcast. Yeah, well, why would anyone else want to know? Everyone needs to, you know, you genuinely think there's a thirst out there and it's your job to quench it, don't you? But, but, but we hang on we are not, in, I don't, I don't want to know the ins and outs of people's contracts. I would rather that be done professionally and managed professionally behind the doors of the club so that when it's done, they can then tell you it's done. And if then the parties choose to reveal this information, which will come out because it's public, in the limited basis, but then it should be put in the public. It's complete amateur hour once again that stuff like this is played out in public for a young lad who's finding his way in the game as well, for him to have to start out with all this media glare on him because it is being played out in the media. You're right. But by, by the agent like you, as well, we were saying. People like you that get this information from a senior source who you know who you know well that the bloke has got issues and says too much about things and you should choose on the basis of what's best for a professional run club to suggest that that shouldn't be in the public domain you might want to keep that behind but and, and when there are some of the reason, elements we didn't release we didn't release all the information yeah, but for what elements. reason do, what genuine reason do you think it needs to be out there because I think I think that the 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 person in question wants it out there because that they're trying to assert some pressure in the same way. The so you're doing you're to just do doing other. the bidding for someone else, then, aren't you? Perhaps it's, again, and it wasn't being born or being the stooge that you accuse, you know, it, it'll be someone else. It's embarrassing, unprofessional, and you lot are as bad as anyone. It's complicit. But but, but do you know what? if no wages for any Premier League is ever released. So in that case, we'd never know what any Premier League footballer earns. No one ever releases it. No one say, we pay that footballer. Everything is always gossip. It's not that it doesn't need to be released. It just, it's whilst it's being negotiated, you know, it should just be kept under wraps while it's negotiated and dealt with. And then when it's done, then I think that's fair enough if they choose to. Negotiations are played out in the media nowadays, whether rightly or wrongly. It's wrongly um, and it's helped by arseholes like you, I'm afraid. It's my... <laughs> <laughs> slightly <laughs> harsh. Funny, I was going to slightly harsh. Say, to be fair to Sean, but actually I quite enjoyed that, John. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll leave Do you know to... what? Look, what you say? To be fair to Sean, it's been discussed about a lot elsewhere. So if he, you know, at the end of the day. But are they not leading on from the stuff that they get initially well, yeah, from the no, same source they put there's out? Sort, you know, let's get it right. X talks about it a lot, uh, what goes on. He, he may not go into the finer detail or whatever, but he still puts it out there that Weiss hasn't signed a contract. You know, in my opinion, I heard something they said the other week where they were going, oh, he only earns three grand a week. Like as if pleading poverty for the kid, failing and ten grand an appearance. By the way, they never said that. And what they also didn't say was, yeah. he's only earning three grand a week because he hasn't signed a new contract. Because if it had signed a new yeah. contract, it would have been bit more. Now, the agent's playing the long game. He realizes Declan Rice is the real deal, which I think we all, you know, I've said in the past, I want to see a bit more from him, see what he does. I've seen enough now for me to go. I think the lad is the real deal. But I still think at his age, the money he's been offered is outstanding. And you know, I had hmm. a little tongue-in-cheek pop at X today, and he come back. I was going to say you had a you had a little well, spat with X today, haven't you? What was that he about? He turned around and went, you know, oh, they're holding out. He's been offered thirty, wants full, you know. 
it ain't enough or or whatever and i you know and i did the only because he used the word only 40 grand only 40 grand a week let's let's say that that's more than some people earning two years of work and he's going to get that but, but that aside nigel that aside do you still think it's right that the likes of sean and the world that, that he's representing can put out there in such no, detail of what the offer for is. Doing, and, and the reason why i will sort of defend him is the blame lies purely with the person that told sean for me yeah, but we, but we know who right, that person so is, and we know that he says too much about. He's, he's, he's clearly there's something wrong there. Yeah, but he. So listen, if you at want the end to of the day, he's told he's told Sean that he knows what Sean's going to do with it. He, that, and and that's the thing. So you blame the person there. If if Sean writes a story, whether we class Sean as a journalist or not, and I don't. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> John does. Just to be clear, by the way, just to be clear, this wasn't even my no, story. Know, what I'm right? saying is, it was Huey's well, story, right? And I'm being tarred with the same brush because yeah, I write because, for Clarence Hugh. And, and because you tweeted it out. Yeah, so of course. Have many followers. Teamwork, Sean. Teamwork. Yeah, yeah we work as a team, back, absolutely. I stand by the story. You tweeted out in great detail a list of everything. Yeah. Come on, you know, it, I blame. I don't blame Sean for printing it, because at the end of the day, they're running a news site. That's what they're running. And if someone puts yeah. it on a plate for them, you know, they're going to go out <laughs> and put it they, The information was wanting to get out. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, by the way, we're just telling you, right? It, it doesn't work it's like that. It's detrimental to, to the club. It's detrimental to the no, player. Is it, though? And this is the thing. What it is, it's a bargaining chip. The agent's playing a public game. Yeah. And now... Yeah, the source has responded in public, and when you look at it, I think you'll find a lot of people think that the offer made to Declan Rice is very fair. Me personally, I don't think any footballer should be paid that money, and I think at some point football needs to have a self-check. And I will say, I think the owners are right to not put him on eighty grand a week or whatever. Too young, he, he's not, he's not made it yet. He's a first-team reg. He's on his way to becoming a first-team regular, and I think give it another year. But, I, but the contract does increase every time he's played like fifteen or twenty games, so it encourages yeah, fifteen him games to play at his peak to stay in the first. I team. mean, let's just, just look, 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 like this. I'm not, he's going to earn two million pound a year. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not debating or saying it's wrong. The money or how they're giving the money or whatever. What I'm saying is, it shouldn't be out there. It just shouldn't be in the public domain yeah. what they're doing. No, no in any respect, say, you know, the, throw most of your shit, basically, because I couldn't think of another word, at uh, 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 the senior source. By the way, we did run a Clarence and Hugh poll today to ask. Oh, there we go. Get yeah, in well, there. See, that's even worse. Oh. I mean, it's not, it's not. I'll be glad when Brexit turns up and the polls can Do you know off, what? You. So we, we've had nearly 900 people reply. 68% think the offer is fair. But it's just, yeah, but that's just embarrassing. Only, I'm sorry. Uh, and only six, uh, 29% think it's not fair with uh, 3% thinking it's it's too high. Do you think the senior source would listen to the poll if it was the other way around? No. Are you sure? Yeah, of course he wouldn't. I mean, the, the boy, he's, he's got a world of like bad media stuff happening around him because of all this. I mean, there was a whole 
probably two days of it on Talk Sport the other day about him. Mm. And then he's got this thing done with England and Ireland. I mean, it's, it could absolutely ruin the boy, boy's game, you know. But has he not brought that upon himself? Well, he could he could have done, but is it brought on to himself that the senior sources put all this out in the public? That's not his fault, is well, no, it? No, I'm, oh, I'm talking about the Ireland thing. I mean, at the end of the day, he's gone out there and played three times for Ireland, stood in front wearing their shirt and singing, or probably standing there for their national anthem. Can't blame that on the club. You can't want blame that one on no, me, that's what I'm John. I, I might be responsible for a lot of things, but you can't blame <laughs> yeah, me yeah, no, for no, the whole no. Ireland-England mess. Please don't tell me it's my fault but or, that, or the board's fault. But that's, again, it's just another pressure. You had the, the fraud that's coming around all oh, this. Yeah, I knew it would come back to me. But he's brought it on himself then. Because, because to do that, I, I said to Sean this, I had this with Sean earlier, and I'll say the same to you. Imagine Declan Rice was English, yeah, uh, or or was of German or, or was born in Germany, of English heritage, played England schoolboy, England youth, England under nineteens, England under twenty ones, three times for England, and then because Germany got to the semi final or final of a World Cup, decided. Do you know what? I'm good enough. I'm going to go and play for Germany. Yeah, but if he, How would yeah, if that had, had if that had been that scenario now, that player at this stage now, I would dislike him and I wouldn't want him playing for us anymore. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And that's what's happened to him now. He's been and that's the he's thing. been put out there by Ireland. They've hung him out there. So No, he's hung himself out. Well, the, the discussions have been had and they've made that all public. So he's he's got no choice really. He's going to have to go for England, isn't he? He can't go back there. When you've got, oh, he can. But you've got senior players from Ireland, been slagging him off. You've had, you know, he's been getting loads of grief. So he's kind of burnt his bridges there. So he'll end up playing for England and be hated by the Irish. 
Well, I don't think the decision's been made. Well, but that's my opinion. Just going back to the actual contract itself. Now, is it is it right that after every 15 starts, he's getting an extra bit of money? And does that keep going right, up and right. up and up? It does, yeah. When not does it limited. get capped? It doesn't. Well, that's ridiculous, surely. No, it's not. Because he has to pay back 300 games to be on 100 grand a week. So I quite like that. That's a good. Fair. That's a good clause yeah, in my I opinion. I quite like it. So five grand a week after every start, after every fifteen starts. Premier League starts. So it has to be starts, yeah. Uh, it's a good question. It might just be appearances. I I didn't clarify that. Yeah, but you think that's ten grand a season, roughly? Yeah. That's not a lot in terms of the the way it's going up at the moment. Yeah. Is it? Well, let's see how it plays out. What's next in the Declan the day, Rice saga? Two years. If he carries on going the way he is, in two years' time, we'll be offering him another contract. Yeah, of course we will. Or he'll be playing for Man City. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's the way it will go. And England. Next up, another contentious point for West Ham, around West Ham. And Nigel, I know this one has grinded your gears or ground your gears. The Heritage Collection. Yes. Does anyone else feel as strongly about this as Nigel? No. John? But I know he's going to repeat a, a Cameron Brady thing. I know I know nothing about this. Oh, here we go. So, oh, so get ready to learn. So an email dropped into my email box yesterday uh, offering me to buy the new West Ham Heritage Collection. And when you click on it, there was some T-shirts depicting the crowd at the last game with the bowling on the Barking Road just before they smashed up the Man United <laughs> coach uh, by the looks of it. And it had the new badge with the old badge on. Then they've got some jackets, it looks like. They've had newly made, because I don't remember them before, it was old stock, claret jackets with the old badge on. And they're calling it the Heritage Collection. There's a couple other bits. Now, including a, including a seat for 50 quid still. Is that for two reasons. One, obviously, I hate Golden Sullivan and Brady and any marketing thing they do. I just naturally dislike. So I'll get that out of the way for you haters of me. Secondly, Karen Brady has told someone, I believe it was Sean, uh, in, in discussion over something that we need to stop looking backwards and just look forwards. Her exact words. Uh, that now, is true. Yeah. The queen of marketing gets a department to knock up these t-shirts and knock them out like they're paying homage to our past. A past they do not want to homage at all. So Therefore, yes, I thought it scraped the barrel a bit. Quite ironic that they did show the picture of Green of Barking Road, um, considering half of them probably threw beer cans and it would smash <laughs> up the man night. It's quite funny, really. Yeah. But, you know, perhaps it is something for me. Perhaps I am a bit Will too... you be buying one? No. <laughs> Don't, no. Did you get discounts. It's got the new badge on it. Because it's got the new badge on it. Yours just turns up in the post, then, eh, Sean? 
Uh, actually, funny you should say that. I am getting a nice Fred Perry extra large West Ham Fred Perry shirt from our friends at um, Fred Perry for some uh, some that advertising. Did you, did you get one, by the way? No, I didn't go no. down there. Okay. Did you go down there then? No, I didn't. I just did a tweet and... Oh, that's all it takes these days. Me. Rewarded me with a... Um, Liga. Uh, yeah. Did they not have one in your size then, Sean? Uh, no. <laughs> not since he's got back from America. <laughs> I think it's time for this. It's Facebook Twitter question time. And on our Facebook page earlier, facebook.com forward slash more than just a podcast. Nigel posted eight hours ago. Well done, Nigel. Pack show tonight. Brighton defeat. Covered that. Inappropriate singing, apparently. Covered that. Declan Rice contract offer. Covered that. And West Ham's heritage collection. Covered that. Done well. Kitching. Get it. Thoughts are very welcome on any subject. Uh, right, start from the bottom. Peter Birchall says, "When will will your Baldrick be back from Chicago?" <laughs> Who's Baldrick? <laughs> you. I think that's you. Chi Town. <laughs> or Chi Town, as I think I wrote to you, Chi Town. Uh, Taffy Wallback says, "Was considering waking up at three a.m. to see the game. Luckily, I didn't. But I think Karma got its revenge, as I then got an ear infection and laid up in bed all week with a bad back. Oh, I hope it feel better." Uh, his response to the game is, "I hate Glenn Murray. He hates Brian and Hove Albion, and he hates Chris Hewton." Jamie Haynes says, "What about how Antonio is a waste of a sub, and surely would rather Snodgrass be given more time? At least he puts a hundred percent effort in." But yeah, you touched on Antonio earlier. I think it was you, John, wasn't it? You, he has gone off the boil massively. He just, yeah, he's just genuinely looks like he's running backwards. He's got no pace. He just he's, cro- yeah, he's he, put a couple of crosses in that just went up straight out, and yeah, yeah, maybe his head's gone. Like, perhaps he could hear the three blokes behind me. What slating him off? They absolutely well, he, he gets a lot him. of it as well. I, I, I was willing him to score just so I could turn man. And he gets a lot of that at home games as well. Near us, he gets a lot of grief. David White says, I'd be interested to hear if the Bobby Moore kits they launch give any money to his cancer, fa- cancer foundation. Don't know. I think, I think a percentage does. I don't know if it, it doesn't go to the Bobby Moore cancer fund. I think it goes to the rival set up by the Moore family, the Bobby Moore Foundation, which is run by wife number one, not wife number two, if you get me drift. Right. West Ham seem to fill out with wife number one, from what I remember. Right. Well, I don't get what you're talking about. Well, do they got the new Bobby Moore 60th anniversary? Oh, got yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think so much of it goes to yeah the Bobby Moore yeah. Foundation, which is run by Tina yeah, yeah. and Roberta. Right. As aside yeah. from the Bobby Moore Cancer Fund, which is run by Stephanie, and Stephanie don't appear to ever get invited to West Ham anymore, but the others do. Yeah, so, you're not hundred percent wrong. No. 
Michael Malin says, I wasn't too upset about the Brighton defeat. I listened to the match. We were camped in there half, just couldn't score. Gary Prince says, do you all think the full details of Declan's contract offer should be put all over social media or should it be kept in-house? Who is leaking this info and does it help the club? Well, we covered the majority of that earlier. Sean's leaking it. Sean's, Sean's the one causing all the aggro. Ed Hughes... <laughs> Seemed a fair result. Frustrating it was Glenn Murray again. Don't mind about using the old badge. We've been doing that for years. I remember looking at retro 70s and 80s shirt in the shop years ago. Sign up Rice, pay them what he's worth. Now, Ed, I think um, Nigel's issue with this isn't the fact that they're using the old badge. Well, it is, but it's because of the scenario we're in rather than using an old 70s or 80s badge. Am I right? Yeah, sort of. Sort of. I just hate them. So, <laughs> Hitch Dirty says Cresswell for Masuaku, please. As Arthur just isn't a defender. First half shows that. Unfortunately, we still have a soft underbelly and put our feet up after a big result. At least there will be no complacency before the Spurs game. Nice. Turn it on to a positive. Like that, Hick. Rod Phillips. Disappointed with the loss, but I'm confident that our weather vane is pointing in the right direction. There is some great chemistry going on, which is encouraging. Also, I'm an Adrian fan because I love his heart. I'm extremely impressed with Fabianski. Best signing so far. Agreed. Lucas is, is the one putting it in consistently. He made a good save, didn't he? For for their goal that got disallowed that probably shouldn't have been. The initial save from that I thought was good. Greg Milker. Disappointing result at the bogey and have our number Albion. But to be fair, Hewton has them well organised at the back and many teams will struggle this season. Bring on the Spurs. Come on, you Irons. Uh, Nick Harvey says, Disappointing first half versus Brighton. Sloppy goal to concede and highlights Masuaku weakness once again. Rice still needs to be done rather than all the posturing and negotiations via the media. It's pathetic. Heritage Collection. Some may call it cynical, but it's just what you'd expect from Brady. Overall, I'm pleased we're watching a Pellegrini team and not one managed by Moyes. I hope you'll be watching her in The uh, Apprentice because the new season starts soon, Nigel. I think it started. And now yeah, it started. Was it? You mean you haven't oh. seen it, Sean? I haven't, I no. Oh, you're doing tonight. <laughs> uh, Miriam says, disappointed with the Brighton defeat. The goal, once more, <laughs> showed that Masawaki struggles as a defender. Hate the, the girlfriend's in Orlando, so almost definitely I'll be watching that tonight. <laughs> Hate the exportation from the club regarding the use of Bobby Moore. And now Heritage Collection showing badge the club abandoned. Not sure it really makes sense. Gary Prince. Do you think 25 points will be enough to stay up this season looking at Cardiff, Huddersfield and Newcastle? <laughs> <laughs> Just looking that way. They're all on uh, two, aren't they? Uh, what Mickey-taking chant is left for us to sing at the opponents? You're not very good. Or oh, no, we're allowed to sing uh, We Lose Every Week. Or oh, no, no, no. Your city uh, is blue to Man United. Safe. Well, look, yeah. I think... Oh, when... no, no, that's... A... How about colourblind people? Colourblind people could find that offensive, John. When, when we play Brian at home, I think they're going to say we're not allowed to sing Come On Your Irons. Hey. <laughs> uh, over to Twitter. 
Uh, Wobbly Knee says, cannot wait to hear the views on the heritage plastic seats from Upton Park. What are they? What are they doing? Are they selling the seats again? Yeah, fifty quid. Do you want one? Ridiculous. No, you are not Michael Farrow says, please ask Sean to defend the open release of a contract offer to turn popular support against a player. Are blogs like Claren Hugh worse than the gutter press? And should fans treat them with even more contempt than the sun? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you, John? Right <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, I was trying to think of something and I thought I'd better not say it, go on. We offer a service, alright? You don't have to Sorry read it. As someone said, <laughs> you don't like it, switch off, don't read it. Oh. Uh, new name, Lewis John the Trout, says, we are so dog shit sometimes, well most of the time. Another woeful result and if we get nothing against the spuds then we are back into another relegation fight. Sick of these predictable results against poor sides, me too. Me too. I thought that meant something else now. What? Me too. Me too. Me too, yeah. God, it's very politi- politically charged, this podcast, isn't it? Mm. Well, that's the state of the nation at the moment, isn't it? Hammers- people's vote. The people's vote. fan 02380. Do you think people still thinking about creating and creating memorabilia based on Upton Park are preventing other fans from moving on? Oh. Say that again? Do you think people still talking about and creating memorabilia based on Upton Park are preventing other fans from moving on? No. no. Nigel, is, it, is that what's stopping you from moving on? If they no. didn't bring up the heritage. If they didn't bring up the heritage. When people say, move on, get over it. You know, <clears throat> obviously I had to do that because I still go and watch them play. But at the end of the day, I made a lot of noise before we moved. And there was a reunion, wasn't there, with Hughes View at Brighton? <laughs> yeah, there, there was a couple of us. There was three of us there from Hughes View, yeah, and one extra. Uh, it was a, it was a um, anti-Olympic stadium move. So we all had our photo done together. Yeah, thanks for asking. We still love and the you, club to show got... we still go to games. You got collared on the way out, didn't you? Being recognised from from the podcast, is that what happened in that conversation? Well, there? sort of, but the bloke knew me anyway. But uh, right. it was Luke, I believe that was his name, who, who wanted to say hello, and it just so happened that he was standing behind you all game. Yeah, he was. He was yeah. <laughs> so not only did he get to meet me, I, I, I got to introduce him to um, George. So, and we said we'd give him a shout out, didn't we? So. Luke, we did. I there you go. My last name, there it I was really bad, and I've texted Lawrence, and he's not replied. So I don't know your last name, Luke. But anyway, was it shot? Was it Sharman? It could be. Because I think he said, didn't he say his dad was Tim Sharman, who re- frequently contacts the show? Oh, was it? His dad's Tim Sharman. He's doing. I might have got that completely wrong. Completely wrong. That's what I heard. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. All right. Well, anyway, it was. Um, yeah. I think it's always nice to meet people, isn't it? That have a listen. Yeah, it's lovely. So, but uh, we got one more question. If you guys could have any current player as a guest in the show, who would it be? Oh, can I answer that? Yeah, first? go on then. Because I want to go to this, but I don't know whether the rest of you do. I'd love it to be Christian Daly, and I know X has signed him up for his uh, his next um, West Ham thing. Not sure he's a current player, Sean. Oh, current player. 
<laughs> Declan Rice. <laughs> <laughs> John, who would you choose? Out of current crop, after off it, I'd stick with Noble, please. Oh, he might he might fight you. No, he won't. I'm not a bad boy. Nigel. Antonio. Really? Yeah. Because I'd, I'd want to know, does he hear what the fans say about him? How does he feel about it? And try and put the finger on at the end of the day. I'll support any player that pulls on the shirt and I won't slag them off during a game or whatever. And I try not to slag them off players individually on here. Did, he, did he you see his interview about him moaning about his FIFA score? I did see that. But, you know, the thing is, let's take, you know, that could have been tongue in cheek, isn't it? He's not seriously going to have the ump that much, is he? You know, we, I saw it as a laugh and a joke. Mm. That's the way I saw it. I think it is. Obviously, the FIFA generation of kids seem to beg to differ. Well, he has gone from an England call-up to yeah, nothing, really. But he has had yeah. injury problems, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Uh, I'd choose Robert Snodgrass because I think he's a good laugh. Yeah, but we wouldn't be able to understand him, would we, to be fair? so That's what I mean. It would be hilarious. A bit like Kevin Nolan. A bit like Sean when he talks. No land. I'd like to actually. I'd like to see. I'd speak to Arnautovic though. It would be like speaking to Sean because Arnautovic is quite full of himself, isn't he? Really. <laughs> That's what Noble says. Did you read Noble's column on Friday? It was a really. I really like uh, Mark Noble's. Um, Do you think he, they, look, Mark Noble went through a Newham education. Do you think Mark Noble really writes that? I do. Yeah. Listen, there's no way on this earth. Mark Who Noble do you reckon writes it? Writes it? Uh, listen. I reckon it's written by the media department. No. Yeah, I do. I don't know why. I get that feeling. Oh, what a shocking thing I know. And he just Next you'll name. be saying that Karen Brady doesn't write hers and her PA writes it instead for the Sun. Well, I don't know. She could probably uh, write a couple of words. But I think he went to Royal Doc School, to be fair. And that was a piss poor school, mm. even when he went there. Um so no, she uh, hasn't given it up. By the way, she wrote one and having a pop at um, Rafa Benitez and Jose Mourinho on Saturday while protecting her chum Mike Ashley. John, I'm surprised you didn't read it. No, I can't stand any of that. I avoid the Sun and Claret and Hugh now. So. Oh, me too. <laughs> and the Apprentice. Gutter and politics. politics. Harsh. Sean. Harsh. One thing you really don't want to mix is politics and football. Talking that. about politics and football, um, I think Nigel wanted to say something quickly about Wissa. <laughs> I think that's called throwing me under the bus here. I think that is. Isn't it? It's not. I you thought you say, wanted to say something. Say no, I don't. Well, well, what you do? The, I, yeah, I've got to try and word this right. Um, there, uh, there, there seems to be uh, a, 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 the way they run it seems to be a bit haphazard to me. Basically, me and Sean are on the committee, and we only know what's going on because we read it on KUMB. We're outsiders, and. We, We've pointed it out to them in the past, and they seem to pay no attention to it. Oh. So, going to meetings, we don't know. 
How um, many committee members are there? Six or seven. Is that including you two? <laughs> yeah. Well, then nothing can be done, surely, without your your two presence. You'd think so, John. Yeah. Oh, it's a bit of a sore subject, isn't it? Well, I mean, I've been a member of WESA since it started, and I won't be a member of WESA if it doesn't just deliver me the best football experience and look out for my interests at West Ham and football and starts delivering me political well, aims of society. Where, where do you stand with food banks, John? I, I've got no interest in food banks and football, I'm afraid. I'm sorry. You, I, George, where do you stand on food banks? I don't understand where it fits with football. I, I, they're, they're a football supporters association. I don't want to be dealing with... There's so much political stuff and grief going around at the moment about Brexit and, and Trump in America, all this sort of stuff. I want to go to football and enjoy football and I joined a football association that's, that backs my club and my, me as a supporter to look out for my footballing interests. That's what I want. Well, yeah. I thought me and Sean thought the same about that, but apparently, talking to Donald Trump, we got lumped in with him the other day on one text. Oh, really? Didn't oh, yeah. It? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, anyway, we shouldn't we shouldn't air our dirty washing in public. <laughs> I set you up for that. Sorry, Nigel. Come on. This is your favourite. No, no, I've written you a script this time. If you look down on the running order... Super six and fantasy. I've given it without going through ten and different. I've written it all down. The top three and where each of the presenters are. So there you go. You can read it out without going on for half an hour, um, Nigel. Hold up, I've got to get my glasses. Right here we go. So no music then, no. No, I'm afraid not. Ain't got time. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> um. it's a, the disappointment in this yeah, voice that, there. Band of twenty one is me. Now, you've got to do the Super 6 top three first. Come on, yeah, give I'm it in the Yeah, the Super two. 6 down to yeah, 21 probably. is me. Yeah. Uh, had a shocking recent run. Um, but anyway, in the 10 is Ryan Smith. Number 9 is Paul Mark. <laughs> oh, my God. He's not listening to me. Look, <laughs> follow the script. James, whatever his name is, because I ain't got my glasses. Magiwick, but I ain't got my glasses. Four is Tim Sharman, who we think is Luke's son that we met. So, hello, Tim. But if it ain't... George, mute him and I'll take over. Uh, three is Barry White, but I can't read it. Two is Andy Jennings. So number one is Paul Disley. But equally, right, after you've dropped out the top 20, 21, I'm only, what am I, uh, seven points behind you on 3508. George is only just behind that in 57th. All right, John's got 74. And, um, no, George is 35th. John's 57th. We're catching you fast, boy. We're catching you fast. Well, some of you are. Well, your lean periods will turn up when I'll, when I'll in, you know. and, and fantasy, I'm going to do this. Fantasy, top three, Matt uh, Floyd, 555. Five, five. Matt uh, Kearslake, 543. <laughs> oh, five, Keith McAdams. Give me the wrong names. Right. Does it matter? <laughs> yes, it does. It matters to Mark Kerslake. Mark. Mark Kerslake. Yeah, he's got four, four, and is five hundred. Keith McCadden or is that Keith McFadden? McCadden. Sean, you're fifty second. Um, yeah. What's his team name? Is it McCadden's Cold War? 
It doesn't matter. George, you're 171st. <laughs> but this is what I really want to get that to. Nigel, in the fancy league, you're 184th. So How you give it all with, with 419 points. You give it all the on Super 6. Let's just put you in your place in fancy league. You're 184th. Move on. Yeah, he can predict scores, but he can't pick teams. But he can't. He can't. No. Yeah. I will. Well, that's pretty much it then, isn't it? We we probably have an international prediction, prediction for Spurs. Yeah, so prediction for Spurs, yeah. please. John, you're first. Uh, we're going to beat Spurs probably. It's about, that's how it works, doesn't it? I hope so. Crap against Brighton. Beat Spurs. 1-0. Nigel. Draw. 0-0. Sean. Lose 1-0. I'd go for a 2-0 win. Ooh. Wow. Get in there. It's three o'clock on a Saturday it as is. well. Can you it? believe it? Are you actually coming to a game then, Sean? I am, yeah. So for the first game of the season. Maybe we should do our podcast day out. Yeah, well, I've got the kids. It's my weekend with the kids, so they're coming. Thank you for listening to more than just a podcast. Podcast? I have been George. Sean has been. Here. John has been. Here. Nigel has been historic. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 